a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It is a pleasure to have you here with us. A reminder we're recording this program on Thursday, middle of the day here. Uh, for playback here as live on Saturday. Hope you enjoy the program over the next couple of hours in the studio of uh, Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City on what has turned out to be a rainy sort of slash snowy morning, uh, which they tell us is going to be moving out of here. And uh, as you listen to this on Saturday morning, going to be beautiful weather all over again, 60s today, 70s tomorrow. And it's uh, nice to have you listening. We'll get to what's on the program in a minute, but there's a little bit of celebration going on here in the studio because it's been how long now since you've been into the studios of KSL, Mr. Navidomskis? Three years and two months. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, when they shut us down for COVID... I, I, we just started doing it from my phone. And that's why everybody says, aren't you on the show? And I go, I'm on the show every week, but they only hear segments. Yeah. Uh, but it's just fantastic to see you. Right. I mean, I see you outside the studio, right. obviously. We've done some fun things together. Skiing uh, is one of those during the ski season. You've made the transition now to uh, bike riding, though. And I was lucky enough, because Russ is on the road today, I was lucky enough to get you in studio because you just got back from Moab. Right. Um, I got... Um uh, was 63 ski days in, yeah, and there's still enough snow to get another 60. 200 inches up there. Right. Um, but my wife and I had scheduled a, a, a bike ride, which we like to do. This will be my fifth bike ride across Europe, and we we're, we're chose po- Portugal. So we're going to cycle across Portugal, <clears throat> and I've been skiing, and I haven't been on my bike because the weather hasn't been conducive to that. And I, I, I had to go to Portugal in, in spring because it's too hot in the summer. Yeah. So I made this reservation you know for april and there's so much snow i haven't been on my bike so i just had to cut the string and say 63 days that's how old i am that's enough (laughs) um and then we've been on our bike ever since and we'll be on our bike all this week getting ready for that ride i i hope in the next segment that we can talk uh, more specifics about your portugal plans Uh, you mentioned that it's hot there i did look at the ride because we considered going with you but my schedule just doesn't play out uh, well enough to do it uh, it does look deserty, but maybe all of Portugal is deserty. You're, you're going to be riding along the coast, right? That's just my design. A, just across the road from you, it's lots of uh, desert-like landscape. Yeah, I mean it's Mediterranean. Yeah, it's Mediterranean landscape. Exactly yeah. right. So we'll, we won't get very far from the Mediterranean. I mean, every night hotel is at the beach. Yeah. So and we'll start the, we'll start a few days at the beach before we get on the bikes. Then we go. Essentially, from what is the Atlantic Ocean all the way to Spain. So, yeah, it's good rides. They're mostly 50, 60 mile rides. And, per day. Uh, per day. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you've been on a ride like that, it adds up. I mean, 
day five, day six starts to get. You don't need to tell me. Yeah. Yeah. But we love it. We've learned the best way to see Europe is on a bike. It really is. And whenever Becky and I have the opportunity, even around town, yeah. we'll rent a bike rather than taking any of tour. For sure. And we like it better than getting on public transportation. For sure. Because if you want to stop in the middle of the block, you stop in the middle of the block. If right. you see something down a cobblestone alley, you right. go that way. Oh, if you get a nice smell. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> Gal goes, I smell it. Follow that. And, we, and it turns out it's a pizza place or something. But that, <laughs> look, if you're going to do Europe, you get closer to all the sites on a bike than you do with a car by a lot. Yeah. Furthermore, there are now cities that have absolutely banned cars. So Paris, people don't know this, you can only drive a car in Paris two, two weekends a month. The other two are cycling or walking only. And you go right up to the Eiffel Tower, you go right up, you go right under the Champs-Élysées on the Arc de Triomphe. Look, on a bike is how to see Europe. And everybody's friendly. Uh, protests go every day in uh, France, right? <laughs> Riding a bike is going to be tough. They have so many people hey, that are marching the streets. They there. started democracy. Now, we think it's us, but we got it from them. Yeah. So they're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I think at last count, I mean, it's tamed down a little bit, but over this uh, argument over uh, raising the retirement age from 62 to 64. Yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of 62-year-olds out there angry. Yeah, I think you would be <laughs> if you'd gone all the way to 62 and they pulled the rug out from under you. All right, so uh, speaking of bikes, later this morning, I'm actually anxious to talk with Tyler Cloud. It's been years, I think, or at least a year anyway, since we've talked to him. Fazari. At Fazari. Yeah. Um, and I still ride a Fazari. Becky still has a Fazari, although we're in the market to move her off of a a mountain bike and onto a road bike. Good. It's time for her to do that. You and Becky went for a ride up on the trails in Park City last year. And and, and I picked the trails that she would be you know, most conducive to her mountain bike. Yeah. And still, it's not as good. It's I'm, tough. Yeah. And you're on those big knobby tires right? and uh, the gearing is different. You know, The weight. The ratio, the gear ratio and the weight of the bike. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mama... She got new skis this year, and I told her that was, you know, her thing for 2023. Now she wants a bike to go on top. I know how much you limit her. I know that. <laughs> hey, but let me tell you this. Look, when you're – By I, the way, but let me just get this in here since you brought that up. <laughs> my my trips with uh, Navidomskis, Gail, and, and uh, Mike always end up costing me more money than I anticipated <laughs> because I get – Ragged on, quite frankly, uh, for she needs new boots, she right. needs new coats, right. she, 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 I can't believe she still wears right. those pants, right. and now it's, uh, if you love her, you'd buy her a bike. Right. And uh, Hey, but tell me how cute she looks in that kit she wears, that new ski outfit. She looks cute no matter what she I wears. I know, but she looks great. Gail goes, man, that outfit's good on her. Look, here's how bad it gets. He even volunteers to go buy the clothes right. for her just right. to try and shame me in front of him on my Look, wife. You have more money than time. At what point are you going to buy that one? Everybody out there has something they want, and someday they're going to do it, and then they're just going to be too dang old. It makes no sense. Just buy it now and enjoy it because you don't – if you put your life on a calendar and put it on the floor of your house, you could see how many days you have left. I know. And I appreciate that about you, but I'm right. still curious if this more money than time thing – uh, is going to roll out for you now that you're in retirement. Well, um, I'm not. I'm not bragging. This could be a stupid move, but we have been retired two months and two weeks, and we've only slept in our house eight days, and yeah. that included last that, night. That's what I mean. Uh, at some point, I'll see if this more money than time deal changes. I die with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, coming up on the show today, so we mentioned Tyler's going to join us in the next hour. We're going to reconnect with Tim Ryan. The uh, Row 4 ALS guys are back out. I, they may... No, actually, he told me he's back in Salt Lake. When we checked in with him last week, they were giving their test run down the Pacific coast, the California coast, and actually had a beautiful cell signal from down there and had some amazing stories to tell about how they had to learn to self-rescue this uh, rowboat of theirs, which is a competition rowboat. Uh, We'll see how things finished out because they were in the midst of that tour or that uh, run when we checked in with them. They're eventually going to be making it from uh, the California coast all the way to Hawaii, uh, rowing all the way. I love their ambition. Yeah, I do. And Tim's son is with him on this trip. I guarantee you when he's older, all of his stories won't be about work. You know what? Tim is a little older. I I mean, if we can squeeze his uh, or twist his arm enough, maybe he'll tell us how old he is. But I think he's our age. Right. And he's out there doing this stuff. Right. And that's all you remember when you're ready to go. Absolutely. Uh, We'll do some fish bites. That is, if you have some yes, for us I have today. Yes, I have fish um, Going to be talking with Megan. I believe the last name is pr- uh, pronounced Keepus or Capus uh, from the Division of Wildlife Resources. We're going to be talking about rattlesnakes in Utah. You didn't right. find any of those in Moab, did you? No, but my wife thought about it a few times. Uh, it is that time of year, so we'll talk about uh, how you behave and handle those kinds of things. Road tripping with the boys. I haven't heard from them to find out exactly where we're headed today. And, of course, Roger Eggett from Bear River Lodge will also be checking in. He had some video. We've had some flooding, obviously. Kaysville. I know. I live right in it. My my house is sandbagged. Yeah. Were you close to where the road collapsed? up? It's a new housing division, so no. it must not be near you. Well, I could get there in a few turns with my pedal bike yeah but yeah it's not on my street uh that road just sunk there's more coming about 10 feet deep and 300 feet long uh so we've had some problems there and uh roger posted a a video of his property up in the morgan area and uh the field his uh, field on the north end of his property was full of water because the irrigation ditch has already jumped its banks and there is still still a lot of snow so We'll pick his brain about how things are going up there. A lot to do over the next two hours, so stay with us. More of KSL Outdoors Radio coming up. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. You know, since we gobbled up uh, that first segment, I'm going to use our time here that we normally dedicate to News of the Week just to talk a little bit more about Moab. I've I told you I've got a buddy that he's actually a referee, lives in London, but has done all the glory shows with me through the years. 
And uh, he and his wife are coming over, and they really want to see a couple of the national parks while right. they're here. And so we're going to go down to Arches and then probably sneak our way down to Bryce and squeeze that into a three- or four-day weekend. Um, but you were just there and uh, talking about the biking. I've mountain biked down there but have not ridden on some of the new trails, and you said they have really upgraded the experience. Well, Moab is not the Moab we grew up with. Um when I was going to Brigham Young University, I was there literally every weekend, and I'm not exaggerating. My wife and I would go down. We weren't married. They were just boyfriend, girlfriend. But we were cycle sprocket heads, and she actually had a job at Western Rivers Row in the Colorado. Yeah. So Moab was our hangout, and there was, like, one restaurant called The Popular. I mean, it was a small place. There were no hotels. It was tent or nothing. But you didn't have to pay. It was just open. It's such a different place now. And the hotels are amazing. And I, I thought... You know, you wonder if it's going to change it. No, I think it's enhanced it. I think that the architecture, the way they make those adobe and, and the blue pools with that red rock just look gorgeous. Yeah, I wonder, does the city have building codes that require oh, them sure. to, you know, I'm make sure. them sort of fit into the area, the you landscape? You don't want to make something that no. stands out. No. So anyway, so now you can ride right out of Moab. And, and in the old days, all the trails, like my favorite is Porcupine Rim and, of course, Poison Spider and Schaefer Trail and all those great rides. But those are mountain bikes. Right. Yeah. And and what you had to do, you know, you, you, you drove your Subaru up and you took your bike off the roof and you rode those rides and got back as soon and drove into Moab. Now you ride right out of Moab because they have a beautiful cycling trail. I'm a road biker now. Um, and you can literally get to any ride from Moab by taking the trail. There's some climbs that'll beat you up, but it's gorgeous. I think Moab is enhanced by the infrastructure. I, I don't look. We were in Canada for a long time this winter skiing, and everywhere we went, where are you from? Where oh Utah, Salt Lake City. Oh, Moab. They didn't say Snowbird. They, didn't, yeah, yeah. they all said Moab. Same in Colorado. Every ski resort we're at, oh, we go to Moab. It's funny you'll see Subarus uh, not here, but, uh, well, here too, but, I mean, not just here. And they have all the stickers of the places they've been, and, and so there's all these uh, right. really uh, romantic spots. Paris, been, London. And, and Moab. Right. I'm in Italy, right? And we're talking to these people, and they go, Oh, Moab. That's all they everybody talk. Moab is very famous, but you and said it should these, be. You said these trails now connect. Is it different uh, right. parks now that down in Well, okay. Area? You know, like I say, there's a, there's a vast array of rides, and there's books you can buy, and you go to the bike shops. They tell you to get to those rides. All of them start at their bike shop now because you can actually get there without having to ride that road. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of loops because there's still that Colorado River, and there's only so many bridges. But I think Moab is is has not been hurt by all the infrastructure. I think it's enhanced. It's still one of our favorite places. And my wife, the whole time, why don't we come here more? Why don't we come here more? Because we love Moab. It's just amazing. Yeah, it's nostalgic, I'm sure, for her. Oh, absolutely. Back to when you were in your dating years. And absolutely. The work that she used to do. Before we had kids and now after. That's when you go to Moab, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, Easter Bunny used to always come. Our boys in their tents would come out. The Easter baskets were always there. We were there every Easter as long as I can remember. And then we got away from it. I think there's a misconception. And the reason I threw mountain bikes out, because you were mentioning all these slick rock trails, uh, the misconception is that if you aren't a mountain biker and uh, don't want to go out on the slick rock, that there's nowhere for you to ride. But that's not true. Right. And and, and see, like I say, we don't do mountain biking anymore yeah. because it beats us up. So we just cycle, and it's just amazing. The temperature is beautiful. Especially now. This is, right. a, a, this sh- is the time. a shoulder season, so it hasn't gotten real busy yet. Although, 
I think, unless the weather screwed it up, they just went through their uh, Jeep rally, did they not? Yeah, the Jeep Jeep Safari was this past Jeep weekend. Safari. Yeah, but let me tell you, when you go to Moab, here's what you got. Um, you have cycling, which is road biking, mountain biking, right? You got river running and climbing. And when you talk about Wall Street, Wall Street was loaded with all these people going straight up. There's so much to do in Moab besides just having a burger and enjoying the sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. It'll always be uh, a place I remember for some of the same reasons you just mentioned. Uh, Becky and I were dating. White Rim. Yeah. yeah. Becky and I were dating, and it was our first big date. And she actually. I was going through a divorce. I was broke. I was living in my sister's basement up in uh, Bountiful and then uh, bringing my daughter all the way from West Jordan to school every day. Uh, the, the the crazy thing is that uh, Becky bought me a bike because she was a, a mountain biker at right. that time. And she had friends, one of which was the uh, head chef at Deer Valley. There you go. So they had a group that was going to ride the the White Rim, and I wasn't going to pretend that I couldn't do that. I was right. trying to impress the girl. So I got in way over my head, should not have been out on some of these trails, uh, was not fit to be doing it. But we had support vehicles, one up front, one out back. Right. When we pulled into camp every night on the White Rim, because it took three or four days, we had a chef who had a uh, four-course meal waiting for us. Nice. And we each paid 50 bucks to buy the food, and we had an entertainer that was there with a guitar. And that's the way Becky and I really got to know each other on that Well, ride. we were granolas. We make what we call buscetti. Which is a lot of vegetables and pasta, and, and we just got through it. I did it 13 times, and one day I did the whole thing in one day. That's how crazy I was in those days. Yeah. But Moab, def- and by the way, you got to buy your b- wife a bike because you owe her. <laughs> you just admitted that. Just expect uh, this is only the second. She Sec- bought you a bike. This is only the first half hour of the day. He's going to be <laughs> jumping on me about this for the next uh, couple of hours. All right, we need to break. We've got a news update on the half hour. On the other side, we're going to be talking with Tim Ryan at Row 4 ALS. Stay with us. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.